What's up, normies, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast, episode 72. Woo! We are recording on election day, Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. Uh, I was thinking we should just be like another random Tuesday. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. November 3rd. (laughs) Just a random Tuesday, not a sleepless one at all. (laughs) Um, I am one of your hosts, Chris. Please, please, please vote stern it's a little bit late for those pleads but you got to throw them in when you can this week we're going to discuss the death of playstation vr people still playing pokemon go and what miles morales is exactly going to look like when it comes to ps5 sweet this week i am joined by the illustrious john swanson john how are you doing good man no awesome. complaints yet. None yet. Um, and the man, the myth, the legend, AJID, a.k.a. Gold Leader. Gold Leader, how are you doing? Uh, I'm Gold Leader. This is, or wait, hold on. I'm doing it backwards. Red Leader, this is Gold Leader. I'm doing all right today. <laughs> uh, on a scale of one to ten, where's each of your anxiety levels at today? Because I'm at like a solid seven. Uh, wow. To be honest with you, surprisingly low. I've like I already voted, and I've been watching Star Wars: A New Hope, and just looking at my computer, and I have intentionally like left Twitter be and stuff. So I, I'm kind of just gonna wait until the end of the day, and then be anxious when I need to be. <laughs> yeah, it seems seems like a smart idea. Yeah, save it for <laughs> when the polls are actually closed. John, how about you? I'm with AJ, man. I'm. Of the old adage that worrying is a lot like a rocking chair that it takes up time, but it doesn't really get you anywhere. So oh, I don't, I like that adage. Yeah. I don't, I try not to panic too much about these things because you can't really do much other than obviously vote, which I did. So mm-hmm. yeah. Come Friday when this comes out, everyone will know. Everyone <laughs> yeah. in the future will hopefully have a, a result that <laughs> uh, I don't even want to say it out loud because if it's, it's recorded, it'll change. Kanye, me. let's just. Report yeah. that it's going to be Kanye because he is US definitely on the ballot. <laughs> he definitely ran the whole election like What's he promised he on, on that song Jesus. from 2016 or whatever. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> I um, I don't know. I don't positive. remember seeing his name on there because I don't know. It was like a month ago when I voted. <laughs> I think it depends like on what county you're in, in oh, okay. Wisconsin at the very least. Um, anyways, I hope everyone on Friday is feeling good, living life, living stress-free, um, and is ready for a game-playing weekend. Uh, we're going to step into the lowdown. If you want to be a part of the conversation or have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you don't use Twitter, you can send us an email the old-fashioned way at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. You can visit our website, which is mostlynormalgamers.com. It's beautiful. It has all of our shining faces right near the front. And you can also sign up for our monthly newsletter that'll be coming out next next Monday uh, already, uh, mm-hmm. which is mostlynormalmonthlymngamers.substack.com, or you can use the email sign-up link at the bottom of our website. Awesome. Yay! Which more and more people are doing, by the way. I I love it. The pressure is so great. Um, 
y'all, it's like seven days until next gen officially starts. Ooh, I'm excited. Are you excited? You get to t- dip your toes in first as a Xbox Series X pre-order. Pre-orderer. <laughs> I'm preordained. Um, I'm really hoping Amazon comes through with this pre-order for me because I luckily mm. through magic somehow got the Wednesday the 11th off of work um, and would love to just tinker with it the whole day. <laughs> um, but um, I'm again, as with all things, I'm going to try not to get my hopes up, um, but I'm really excited and I'm really excited to use it as an excuse to play a bunch of the games that I have bought, but slept on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You did. You did receive that ominous email, right? That they weren't sure if it was going to arrive when expected or whatever. Yeah, that was uh that was real kick in the nuts. <laughs> but I don't have you received an update since that one or no? No, it, my assumption was that everyone who's pre-ordered either system through them got the same email. Yeah, you're probably, probably right. Yeah. Um I don't know if that's the case, but that's kind of what I speculated just to kind of get people's expectations down in case something goes wrong. Cover their butts. Cover their arses. Yeah. Well, um this is like the best time to do like the last minute cleanup of the current gen catalog. So I'm curious, what are y'all playing? John, I want to start with you. What's been, what's been on your playlist? Uh, well, since I wasn't able to make it on last week, I will cover briefly. I did, um, get the platinum in control finally. So I feel like very accomplished in that one. That's awesome. Um, finished Luigi's mansion, dark moon which is freaking fantastic and just what i wanted during like the holiday season holiday meaning halloween spooky, <laughs> spooky yeah you hunted um, a bunch of spooky ghosts exactly um and then i was also playing forgon which i got a code for on switch um so i've been playing that game quite a bit on switch and foregone is like a 2d platformer weird i know i'm playing one of those (laughs) and the art style and gameplay is very reminiscent of dark cells um it's not quite as fluid as dark cells is dead cells Cells. god dark cells i knew i was saying something wrong dead cells uh it's not quite as fluid it's not a roguelite uh but it does have like a dark souls type elements where if you die then you can go back and you have to pick up where you all of your coins and upgrade materials where you left them before you die again otherwise they're gone forever um but it's not uh ridiculously hard or um punishing like a dark souls game is really um it's challenging enough but it's really fun and then as you go you know it's uh you have a melee weapon a range weapon and then armor and some accessories and then those you get you know more advanced or rare uh equipment as you advance through the game and i'd say it, i'm pretty a good ways through it um probably about maybe eight to ten hours or so oh, um and it's yeah it's a nice little bite-sized game i don't know i feel like it would it probably has some replayability because i'm guessing i'm going to finish it and not have all of my uh upgrade trees even close to upgraded fully but um 
as far as like the special abilities go, you have like two special abilities. One I use as like a defensive like healing and one I use as an offensive strike thing. Um, I really like the art style a lot. I do like I, the Dead Cells game was probably one of my favorite games of 2018. Is it that that game came out? But uh, Gosh, that feels like forever ago. I know. Uh, yeah, I think I you're don't, right. Did either of you play Dead Cells? Yes, I did one full clear of Dead Cells. Oh, nice. Uh, which which I, I never finished it. I got to the point where I was like, yeah, it's hard, man. And you, like you an get in a flow. You get into a flow and like towards the end, since it's a roguelike, like when you, like a full run, if you're going to go to the last boss, it's going to take you like an hour to get to the last boss. And then if you die, it's just like, uh, you know (laughs) that it's going to take you another hour to get back to where you were. So it's just, it's really challenging. I definitely got to the point Um, where I was um, consistently making it to the boss and losing. And I kind of learned that. And I think I might have done some digging online of like, okay, like what's kind of the approach here. And you're really supposed to try and build around fighting the final boss and just like be good enough to get to him every time and then like focus your upgrades on like being able to win Those. that fight. Yeah. And I'm sure if I wanted to go back and do it, it was just when I was playing it, the idea of doing that every single time. Cause like I said, you're an hour in before you get to the boss. And then I know that first time, first two times at that final boss, I would die in like two seconds. You know what I mean? So it was yeah, like was you spent an hour man. getting there and you were just done. So, uh, not very rewarding way to spend an hour of your time, I guess. But, um, this, the art style of this game is very similar, but it's not, uh, the gameplay is, is the gameplay is similar in the fact that, uh, it's still that hand to hand melee combat where you have, and you have a ranged weapon and then some special abilities, but it's not a roguelite and it's not nearly as fluid. And that's not necessarily an insult because I thought dead cells was pretty much, perfect um where you could dodge out of or roll out of any combo that yeah, you were like in the and... best feeling metroidvania i've ever played almost in terms of yeah. like the mechanics and how they work together it just it's like hot melting butter yeah and this is definitely not as good as that and that's not saying it's bad it's still good it's just not as good as that because there will be a time i'll be like in the middle of a combo and be like oh shit i'm gonna get attacked and try to roll out of it and like you can't you're already stuck at it and then you get hit and then uh it just goes down a bad road but it's still a really good game so i'm looking forward to finishing that and then i will talk about this because i know aj played it also um i played the hyrule warriors demo which i was very impressed with man it's it's pretty in depth that yeah. game so what were your thoughts oh i mean i guess i just it, it seemed like it was really throwing stuff at you quickly i don't know if that's because it's a demo version but like every single encounter it seemed like they were teaching me like a new battle mechanic and it was almost like whoa i'm not ready yet yeah so i'm guessing maybe that's a little bit sped up since it's a demo version and they want you to like get the full breadth of the wild <laughs> of the of the uh battle system but it was pretty cool man the art style was just like breath of the wild and i liked playing as zelda 
Yeah. Yeah, I was going to, sorry. <laughs> what characters are available to play in the demo? So you play as Link, obviously, and then you play as Impa. Nice. And then you play as Zelda. And those are the three that we've, that I can remember. And like you, it lets you play to the point where you're about to go recruit the four, um, the two, Guardian. the four that were, yeah, the, what are guardians? Is that what you call them? And they're, I want to they call them guardians. Things. I actually never sure. made it to the end. I played probably like a half hour of it though. So I must have been yeah. close. So it lets you do that. And then there's, uh, there's some like smaller battles. It's very, I mean, it's, if you've ever played a Muso game before, it's very similarly set up to like one of those, um, like Dynasty Warriors. But as AJ said, the art style is more like Breath of the Wild and it looks, I mean, the, it's the map out of Breath of the Wild. It's the same thing. So it's pretty cool, man. And I, I really enjoy it. I'm pretty sure I'll pick it up the way it's, and it's much more than just like, running champions. through crowds of sorry i just needed oh champions. i needed to get okay. it and i was googling guardians, yeah, guardians are, the are the evil robots machines, right um so it uses the same map yeah. which is something that i was seeing online can you climb stuff the way that you can climb in breath of the wild no i don't think so, so i tried a little bit i think it's just like you go down this canyon and fight the monsters and then you go down the next it like it's not open world it's like sandbox oh, yeah. It like directs like you can kind of go through different areas like like I was able to choose which I guess points of interest or whatever like mission which objective you went yeah, to, first. I went to yeah. first yeah but it wasn't like you could leave the map that you were in <laughs> okay interesting um and the battle mechanics are pretty advanced man like uh it's hardly just like uh the dynasty it's been a long time since I've played Dynasty Warriors but I remember just kind of hitting the square button until you got your special powered up and then hitting whatever button activated your special. And that was pretty much it. Whereas this is like switching between characters. And I would imagine switching between any of the four champions once you have recruited them. And then uh, you have a special ability for each character. And then you also have like, you can, the special abilities are like, uh, magnet, uh, bomb, ice, fire, like all these things. So, and each character has yeah. different animations and effects for those things. And some like Zelda, I think is, is kind of not as OP as Link, but she has other characteristics that may occur valuable in battle. So it's kind of like a action RPG where you have like all these different character types, um, like a healer and a, you know, melee combatant and a range combatant and you can kind of switch between all of them awesome yeah it's it's pretty in-depth man i'm looking forward to playing it and also the demo your progress carries over so um that was another reason i downloaded it and played it because you can uh start from where you left off basically that's pretty sweet is there a couch co-op aspect of this game I don't know, man. That's a good because question. I really hope so. I hope it's something this. we can play online because I'd play with you guys online for sure. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I don't know why they wouldn't have that, but then the character switching kind of makes me wonder. Yeah, because Nintendo, AJ, that's why. one of them is a person and then you switch. I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out. Yeah, but it's it's great, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And that, that world is beautiful, man. It made me actually want to go back and play Breath of the Wild and give it another chance, but <laughs> I think I won't do that. I've been thinking a lot about that world <laughs> lately, so 
yeah. I don't know. I just don't know if I want to play a Warriors game as like the crowning jewel that ends 2020 for me or not. Yeah. It's uh I, I also I mean as a huge Legend of Zelda fan, I find it fascinating this storyline. I find more fascinating than any of the storylines. Eh, that's not necessarily true, not necessarily than any of the storylines. I thought Ocarina of Time was a fab fantastic storyline, but this one is probably up there and I think it's really cool that they are telling you the story of what happened during the calamity of which we only know what happened a hundred years after really, you know? So I don't know. I think it's going to be really neat. Uh, it's so tempting. It might be a Chris looks for it on sale in the future purchase. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot coming out, man. So I get it. AJ, what else have you been playing? Uh, do you think you want to go first? There's literally people like blowing leaves outside my front door right now. Well, the reason <laughs> that I've been thinking about the beautiful world of Breath of the Wild is because I've been playing the similarly designed world of Genshin Impact on my new phone. Ooh. And... I wouldn't say that I've picked it up. I think I've only logged in like three or four times because they have like a, you know, log in seven times and you get a bonus for each of the logins when you first start or something like that. Oh, yeah, I totally saw that. I only log in the first day, though. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just got through like, so I have so many different thoughts. It's going to be really hard for me to play this game and not just constantly compare it against Breath of the Wild in ways that I think maybe it does some things better and does worse. And I know I kind of talked about some of those differences last week, but the thing that stands out to me is something I think is really smart about Breath of the Wild is the Great Plateau kind of like tutorial area at the start where you have to earn your four powers and then earn the glider and escape, um, kind of keeping you contained, but also feeling like enormous and massive and like having a bunch of stuff to explore mm -hmm. without artificially making it feel like they're like walling you in if that makes sense yeah for sure um and i being the type of person i am when i'm thrown into an open world where you can climb anything immediately started like oh what's over there what's over there look at that glowy beam shooting to the sky i wonder if that's another tower that i can activate or i don't remember what they're called um and like in that. this game, as you get too far away in a direction, it doesn't want you to go. Um, so keep in mind, I did all of this before I even got this game's version of a glider or did like the first little story bit that's, I think, supposed to be like the easing you into the game. Um, yeah. I thought I did a pretty good job of that, actually. It starts fading into black and eventually Paimon, the annoying anime third person speaker Dude, says you did not overestimate the her level of annoyingness by the way she is so annoying <laughs> it's it's a lot um i'm hoping that there's some sort of like interesting take on this character or like she i don't know she was like being she seemed a little bit less annoying uh when i was playing last night uh, i'm she might be growing on me it's hard to tell um however um she just kind of says like hey like let's not go that way Let's come back this way later, which is the last thing I ever want to happen to me in one of these games. <laughs> and it's like an invisible wall. But I like the worst part is 
there are still like mobs of enemies in these areas. And so like I was like walking over towards a mob of enemies that were like around the same level as me shooting at them with my arrow character. But then I couldn't approach them any further because of a wall that doesn't exist. Oh, yeah, that sucks. (laughs) And it just like broke the experience of exploring. And so I was like, okay, I get it. I'm just going to continue on with the storyline until it like lets me do this. And so I get the glider and I get like a little bit further along and I'm like, cool. Now you're going to go and look for these heroes at these different caves or something like that. Um, from the, I don't want to, I'm not even going to try to tell you what the, the name of the guild they're in is. I think they're the Knights of Favonius. Yeah, that is Something it. Like that. Um, so I'm supposed to go meet these Knights of Favonius, but I go back to the same area because there's a big glowing beam that I want to go explore. And again, the game says like, hey, like turn around, like you shouldn't go this way. Which is really frustrating because I was able to turn around and go to another big glowing beam in the other direction that the game that had like level four enemies around it. And I'm level 10. And those were like level 10 enemies that I was trying to go explore near. So. So why is it gating you? Like, why? Why did it tell you to turn around? I think my hypothesis is that I need to clear this like multi-part mission where I meet these Knights of Favonius characters out in the world and go get that cleared up before I can be let out on the yeah, loose. you don't even have like anything that you need. I don't think you even have like a very simple battle mechanic. Well, I have like my basic attack, my like elemental attack, and then my like overtime charge up big burst elemental attack. Okay, maybe that's all of them at the beginning. I don't know. I only played a little bit of it, but I followed like the path and Got my little glider thing. And now I don't even know what I'm supposed to do, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah. So the reason that I bring up like the Great Plateau is like the Great Plateau gives you that huge feeling of like you're exploring like the limits of this area at your own pace and in whatever order you want while it still is contained and is like technically tutorializing you. Whereas this has to do that like fake invisible wall that's not even really a wall to turn me away from the area that I'm not supposed to go down, but I want to be able to make that mistake. Like that's the thing that I loved about breath of the wild is I would like get on a horse, ride way too far into a mountain, find enemies that there aren't really levels, but like, you know, there's like some moblins that have like a suit of armor that's beyond anything I've ever seen in my life. And then like slowly pick them apart slowly, slowly, slowly from afar and then just get like, I, oh man, I can't even remember like the quality level. Like it was like, you know, it's probably something mundane, but like it was like two or three tiers of armor above what I had and like weapons above what I had. It wasn't the armor. Mm-hmm. You don't pick up armor off enemies in that game, but like there was like shields and swords and spears that were like way better than what I had. And I like mm-hmm. slowly ground them down and then got to collect all of this stuff. And that was only possible because the game didn't care if I went to where the enemies are way too hard, quote unquote, for me to fight. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's just like, it's like grinding my gears a little bit. It's like a little bit of sand that's like irritating me in the way that the game plays. Um, and then like the menus are really hard for me to stare at because I'm playing it on my phone and they're just like the most mobile game menu of all time there's just like a thousand icons to look at at any given time but despite all that and despite the fact that i hate the touchscreen controls 
I am having fun with it and I'm like looking forward to going back and playing more of it and exploring more of that world, especially once they let me explore the whole thing. I did find out that it's cross save between PC and mobile, but not PlayStation and PC and mobile. Which is a huge bummer because something that didn't quite make our news is that they're working on PS5 support for that game, um, which would have been awesome and like maybe an incentive for me to get a PS5 sooner if I could like port my character progress over to the PS5 version. The other thing that I've been playing. Yeah, have either of oh. you played the PS4 version? I've heard no, it I haven't. Lags. I heard it I heard is it chugs. not optimized for that. Um, so I, it's gonna, it's kind of weird to think that my phone runs this game almost flawlessly, but a PS4 couldn't that that's like a weird feeling to wrap my head around. (laughs) Um, the other game that I've been playing, uh, also weirdly bouncing off of what you all have been playing, um, is Luigi's Mansion three. Um, it was my anniversary on Halloween. I've been with my girlfriend for four years. Um, and so we, played luigi's mansion 3 co-op over the last week um which was a really cool experience she doesn't play that many games that require two stick controls um and through some weird like cosmic weird luck um when we started the game her controller queued in as player one before mine did um and so there was probably like a two hour stretch where she was just playing it single player because you have to kind of unlock the co-op mechanics through the story at the start um which was frustrating because i just wanted to sit and play co-op with her since it was what we were doing for our anniversary but um it actually worked out really well because it gave her a chance to acclimate to the controls and like feel confident a that it was a game that was fun for her because she gets to kind of obsessively vacuum up all of the money and look in every you know, nook and cranny of these rooms. Um, but B to kind of get that confidence to be able to win some fights against ghosts and learn the controls and really get her head wrapped around kind of like doing the pat your head, rub your belly of using the two control sticks um, to do separate things. Um, and so by the time that I could play as Gooigi, um, we were far enough into the game that she felt comfortable with the controls and I could like, I, I didn't feel like I was like dragging her behind me to get her to keep up, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a really cool experience. We've played it three times total and we fought the first like, there's kind of like small bosses and then like big bosses. Um, so we fought the first one of those and she had a little bit of a tough time in that boss fight. Um, but overall, it's been really cool. Um, I'm continuing to play as Guigi because he is the best. Um, but I don't know. There's some things about the design that are a little confusing to me, um, such as like there's an entire the game's designed for you to be able to play it single player or co-op. And so like in single player, you can just body swap to Guigi. There's an entire the game takes place in a hotel and each floor is kind of a different level. There's an entire floor that all of the combat that takes place, including the like mini boss fight for that floor requires you to only be playing as Guigi. So there was an entire floor where we would like explore around and then I would squeeze through some sort of metal obstacle that only Guigi can go through because he's basically a jello boy. 
fight a bunch of ghosts and then come back. And that felt really weird. Um, I felt like I was like leaving her out and making her sit and wait for me to do the combat of the game. She didn't feel as badly because she isn't super confident in the, you know, ghost busting <laughs> in Luigi's Mansion, but it it felt like she was like forced to spectate while I wrestled these ghosts with a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a AJ, did you ever play that with Sarah last year? Uh no, I haven't played any Luigi's Mansion co-op. Oh, you you've played it though, haven't you? Yeah, I've played a few okay. floors. I think I talked yeah. about it once or twice before, but um, oh. I didn't make it too far into it. I played that game last year, but I played it all solo, I think. So I always kind of wondered what that would be like to play the Gooigi as another, as a, like the co-op thing. Because I don't know, there are parts of that game where you do play as Gooigi for a long period of time or Luigi by himself for a long period of time. So the other person's just kind of, like you said, Chris, just spectating. So yeah, switched. and there were moments where if I think if the camera was a little bit of a different angle. So the specific instance that I was talking about is kind of like the shopping mall part of the game. Um, and like you can shine your flashlight as Luigi through the barriers that are preventing you from entering the room. And I wish there was more interplay between like Luigi being able to use the flashlight to make the ghost vulnerable and then co-op Luigi being able to take them down faster because Luigi did a good job of like blinding them. Um, but it didn't feel like my girlfriend was able to get a good angle on seeing those ghosts. And I, she basically like set her controller down cause she was just like not at risk at all. Anyways, I'm really looking forward to playing more of it. It's been really fun and it just reminds me how much I love those games. I think they're like really, really well designed and, just like fun little puzzle boxes to solve. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah. AJ, they're very what, fun. What else did you check out this last week? Uh, well, real quick, uh, I played a game that came out on Friday. Um, it's called the dark pictures anthology. It's a series being developed by Supermassive games. I think, um, it's pretty cool. It's like a it was like a movie experience on the couch. Uh, Sarah and I split the characters between the two of us. There was like six characters where you got to control them. Um, it's based on it was based on the Salem witch trials, which is kind of cool. I've always kind of like had a slight interest in the Salem witch trials, um, and that's like kind of like who the bad apparitions were or whatever. But yeah, it was um, if you played Man and Medan you've played this game just on a ship uh, this one just takes place in like a creepy village where they just do like horror tropes like split up and go into scary creepy haunted buildings and it's cool though because you get to influence the decisions and you know it's kind of like detroit becoming human in that aspect where you can make a bad decision and someone gets killed or you can keep them alive by being smart about it and uh, we had a lot of fun. We played it all in one sitting in about five hours. It was pretty cool. That sounds rad. They're the team that did Before Dawn, right? Yeah, that was the first one. Until or, Dawn. Until the Dawn. One like this, at least, like horror one that I played okay. from them. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to. I have been thinking about playing those because 
I have said this before, but I, I enjoy horror. It just scares the shit out of me. So, uh, you know, which I get, that's what it's intended for, but I end up like losing sleep or something, which just kind of sucks. So, um, but yeah, these, I just have felt that urge to play those. And these are more like a campy kind of horror, right? AJ, they're not like psychological really or i guess they are kind of i don't know it was like creepy 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 jump scare creepy 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 jump scare um i mean the psychological would be just like sometimes things don't happen when you think they will yeah (laughs) like are creeped out because like you're forced to look through a window and every time you look through a window something fucking pops out at you so the horror movie pump thing yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, do you think they'll finish these games cuz oh, they're eight, supposed to yeah. Eight of them, yeah. Um they said but, in this game that there's going to be at least one more. Oh, really? Because one of like the you can find little photos throughout the game. There's a bunch of little cool mechanics in it, but you can find photos in the game that like give you a premonition of what's coming ahead and uh, one of the premonitions I found was from the next game. Oh, nice. Is there a tying theme? Like, is there one character that's consistent across well, the last no, two games? Or? There's, like, a guy. Yeah, I, I heard like that. Like, host. Yeah. Oh, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sits in a chair, and he's like, welcome to this episode of the anthology. But, oh, like, gotcha. It's so like it's kind of like the uh, Crypt he's Keeper. Like the it's like Twilight yeah, Zone, kind of. Crypt Keeper's good. Twilight Zone is good, too. Yeah. yeah. It's like the guy, the voice for through every one of them. Gotcha. So if they don't finish them, it, it's just, I don't feel like they've been very well received, but also I kind of think like that's horror in general, right? Like yeah, horror movies. And even if they're, I mean, it's, it's a kind of specific sub genre or genre of video games and movies mm-hmm. that appeals to only like a certain number of people, you know what I mean? I mean, when you choose the option, like, the two options are online multiplayer or couch co-op, and they call it movie night, so... Oh, yeah. basically, like, you're just controlling a movie. And it it took us, I think, from, like, five hours, and we had, like, a little break in the middle. Nice. Yeah, I guess I I thought Until Dawn was like this, but apparently Until Dawn was a single-player game. I think so. It was really, it was a lot longer too. I never finished that game. Okay. How would you say these like stack up in terms of quality to Until Dawn? Because I remember as a person who didn't get a PS4 right away, like Until Dawn was one of those games that people were like really buzzing about near the PS4 launch um, in a way that like is kind of different than the way these um, anthology games have been received kind of as John was talking about. Well, I don't want to get too long here, um, yeah. but I'll say that it's pretty much the same quality. It's like the same game. It just takes place in different settings. Huh. There's one that takes place, it, Until Dawn takes place in a ski lodge. Uh, Man and Medan takes place like on a ghost ship. And this takes place in like a creepy, like wooded village in Massachusetts. So it's kind of the same game, just in a different place over and over again. I will say this though, that the graphics are super good. Uh, voice acting solid and the i don't know exactly what you call it like the motion capture for like the words and the mouths are fantastic in this game i wish they did it for bioware (laughs) awesome 
Yeah, right. Well, cool. well, you guys want to move on to some news? Yeah, let's do it. We're going on a news cruise. <laughs> oh, God. Don't even let me speak anymore. We're cruising for a news. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um, the first news story this week comes from Jordan Allerman over at IGN, um, where we are learning a little bit more about the way that PS5 is going to handle VR. Um, and I know you both, I think, dive into the world of VR uh, way more frequently than I am able to. Um, but Allerman wrote, writes, uh, PS5, P- la, 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 PSVR on PS5 seemingly currently is only available via backwards compatibility um, through the PS4. So uh, in a statement to upload VR, Sony reiterated that the PSVR was a backwards compatible device, noting that the company has not announced PS5 titles for PSVR. Um, Upload VR uses an example of Hitman 3, which touted a PSVR playback or a PSVR mode when it was announced earlier this year. According to the statement from Sony, players will need to buy the PS4 version of Hitman 3 to make use of that PSVR mode. Interesting. They'll also need the official PSVR adapter for the PS5 so that they can adapt the old PlayStation camera. What was the other game? Did you already say it? I know there were... It's uh, Hitman... No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yeah, No Man's Sky. That's a big one. Which, I mean... Aside from the fact that the PS5 camera, like you just said, you have to have an adapter for the PS4 camera. Like they didn't put that functionality into the PS5 camera. Like right. why would you not do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like you came out with this hardware and you're not going to support it on your next system. It doesn't make yeah, a lot of sense. It doesn't. But I don't uh, know this is that horrible news though i mean like because i'm not gonna buy no man's sky again and i can still use my psvr on my ps5 with my ps4 disc wow that's confusing but i can still play yeah. game on my own <laughs> so, with my ps5 <laughs> speaking of no man's sky they just announced that it's going to be um the next gen version of it's going to be available at launch of both systems do we know if that's like a if you have the PS4 version, you get a free upgrade kind of situation. I feel like that's a yes, but I don't know for certain. So yeah. So how would I that? Feel like I heard that, but can we take a step back? Because like now we're getting into a, like a puzzle box for my brain. How Steak. do you do? You have an installation of the PS4 version for VR and a PS5 version for when you want the sick new features, or is it one version of the game? Like what is happening? <laughs> exactly, man. Like how are they going to differentiate? Like, I guess like the, my stumbling block is when I think of what backwards compatibility on the Xbox is, is you just have a version of the game, but I think maybe I'm wrong because if you think about control ultimate edition, like there would also be a backwards compatible version of the original control that runs in a, in the backwards compatibility mode on an Xbox one on the series. X. So Maybe I see it's what you're saying. So that. it's almost like you're going to be playing a, like have two different files, like a PS4 version for your yeah. VR one and a PS5 version for your upgraded one or whatever. 
me and I, I don't know about you john but my playstation knows if i have my vr plugged in like it opens squadrons differently when my vr is plugged in than it does when i open it like without it so yeah i'm guessing it could just know hey the vr is plugged in open this version i'm guessing yeah. how it have to work but i guess we'll see <laughs> yeah but then you have so. so then you have two separate installs of the same game on your hard drive <laughs> it wouldn't look like it though yeah I, taking up your already kind of i think it would just have like a tiny little like part of the download would be for that you know what i mean it would all be under the ps5 file yeah. it would just have that written in there and then if you own a psvr yeah it would let you know to activate that part of the file so i don't think it's going to be as bad as everyone's making it sound but it does yeah. suck that PSVR is not like supporting it, or that they're not so that that Sony is not supporting PSVR going forward. Really, it seems, but that's also fine too because there's like better ones out there, like Quest. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that's I mean it's a relative term, man. Because I mean, and it, I don't know if you read this also, Chris, but this um, over at The Verge, Addy Robertson. Uh, I don't know if that is the person who interviewed Jim Ryan, but Jim Ryan said like they want to support it, but it's not going to be this year or ne- or 2021 or the year after. So you're looking at like three years from now, maybe yeah, like, that's... I just think the with the quest Two, like, I'm sure you guys have heard in the news. Like if you get a quest Two, you have to have a Facebook account. And if you, delete your Facebook account, it will delete all of your content. And if they find that you're using a pseudonym, they will delete all your content. So like, and I'm not even, I didn't hear about that pseudonym part. That's whack. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't like, if you're using a fake account, they will, that they figure out is not you, they will delete your content. So basically you have to, be tied into facebook and you wonder why how they can afford to put out this badass hardware for 300 bucks man i'm certain that they're eating the cost of that because for every person that they get to sign up for facebook is probably how many more dollars in targeted advertising and stuff that they earn or whatever else they're doing with your information and i'm not i'm not even like a huge anti-facebook person like i use it very sparingly um I just don't really give a shit about it that much. So I have an Oculus and I personally don't have a problem with having to maintain my Facebook account at this time to use Oculus. But like, I don't feel like that should be a requirement. And PlayStation is one of the few other ones outside of the Oculus that's affordable. I wouldn't be able to do this. I'd have to like create a new one or something just for the Oculus. And I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Well, you had said you deactivate it, but you could just reactivate your Facebook. AJ. I know, but I don't want that. I know. I don't want I know. That's what I'm saying, man. Um, and don't, don't you think that fucking sucks? Like, So say we're recording mostly normal gamers. Oh, man, math is hard. Uh, 228 in yeah. 2023. You want to place a bet on if there's a PSVR 2 for the PS5? Or if they come up with a standalone PSVR two by then, uh, I I guess if you want to bet, I'm gonna bet on the no side. <laughs> Me too, man. Because well, I mean, the camera alone, the fact that their camera doesn't support it is fine. I think because then that just lends to the idea that it would have inside out tracking and therefore not need really a camera. 
mm-hmm. on it, which I think they would have to do anyway. But I would imagine that anything that would be worth a shit would have to use the power of the PlayStation hardware unless it was considerably expensive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to come out with an affordable headset for like 200 bucks, it's it might be able to use inside out tracking and then but it would still have to plug into your PlayStation 5 somehow. Um which or maybe have an adapter where it would be wirelessly attached yeah, somehow or, because you can do that from your yeah. Oculus Quest. They could just change it to PSVR is like literally its own console. Yeah. Well, in a, I don't know if I talked about this before, but on the Quest you can it has a virtual desktop so you can go to your virtual desktop on your Quest and access files on your computer. So I could play Half-Life Alex on my computer without my Quest hooked up. Oh, that's cool. So it's certainly possible that they might have one that's wireless that just operates like kind of in that manner or whatever. But to answer your question, of course, no, I don't think they'll have one in three years. But maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's kind of disappointing because even though I don't use it as much as I'd like to, I do think it's cool. VR, that is. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of the PlayStation 5, there's been a little bit of information coming out about Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is, I don't know about you all, but definitely like a game that I think a lot of people are most excited about for the PS5's launch. Yeah. Um, And (laughs) I went from not really caring to caring quite a bit (laughs) as soon as I saw um, that there is a end of the Spider-Verse style suit um, as one of the unlocks in this game. Um, we're looking at a write-up from Ian Walker at Kotaku um, that talks about it, but it, it was all over Twitter, I think, on Friday of last week. Um, have Sounds you guys great. seen any of this stuff in motion? Oh, no, I haven't seen a video of it at all. Does it have like that cartoonish like art style just for Spider-Man while he's going through, or just for Miles? Yeah, so Miles, like they apply the slow motion like hand animated 24 frames effect to miles's animations so that it looks like the animations from the movie it yeah, is they did that with the old school spider suit in the first one bonkers and <laughs> the really cool thing is it's that is a feature that you can turn on and off on the suit so that like if you really need your buttery oh. smooth like 60 fps version um you can you know turn that off on the suit it's kind of like a suit ability or whatever Um, but I just thought it looked fantastic and like, really like that's the version of that character that I have the strongest affiliation with. So, um, seeing it pop up on my timeline made me really happy. Yeah. I think it looks really cool. I thought that movie was pretty decent. I didn't like love it. Like everybody else you ever like, you know, when something gets like super overhyped and so you're like, this is going to be fucking awesome. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, that was good. Mm. I guess. You had your expectations set too high. A little bit too high, I think, yeah. But I didn't... Were you guys able to see the leaked footage before it uh, got pulled? So I I did not. I um, jumped over to this story on Polygon from ONS Good, um, and (laughs) at the very top, it just says, video unavailable. Uh, This video is no longer available due to a copyright claim. (laughs) But um, there is a leaked PS5 video that is now then dmca down of the speedy loading times in spider-man miles morales and reading that article it says that it, it loads in seven seconds from a boot up and then in two seconds you've loaded into your save from it booting up 
to load the save. Crazy man. I wish I could have seen that. And Dude, I'm sure I, maybe oh, you can. Yeah, I saw it. It was freaking oh, sick. Yeah, he just like walks to the thing and like goes through the portal and he's in the city. It was amazing. And then like they showed like the 35 second loading screen of Spider-Man first. So it was like you had to sit through like 33 seconds of video just to get to the last like seven seconds where he actually like go- jumps through the thing. It was dope. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts, man. So I know one of like the big talking points that people were allowed to have around um, the NDAs and the kind of the rolling coverage of the Series X was comparing loading times in the backwards compatible games. Um, and I know that they like shave things down quite a bit on certain games, but I don't think we were seeing anything like a seven second long cold boot for a open world game on that front. If I'm yeah, correct amazing. me if I'm yeah. wrong. That's um, crazy, dude. I know there were some like really impressive ones, but like seven seconds is is like a sneeze. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's nuts. But that's the power of like that's the thing you know. I don't know. I don't want to go too long on this episode because uh, we're getting long in the tooth already. But that's the big differentiating factor, I think, for the PS5 is that solid state drive that is like their custom MBME, like super super potent hard drive (laughs) yeah Um, and this looks like where it's paying off you know for sure i just uh had an nvme like one terabyte hard drive installed into my pc but i haven't used it yet i'm thinking about installing microsoft flight simulator on game pass you know and trying that out with the flight stick and stuff um shebang. (laughs) yeah i kind of want to see how it if it works or if it loads super fast or as fast as some of these other things. So we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, it's going to be badass, man. That's going to be so cool. Such a time saver. And it, we're going to talk about it so soon. <laughs> I know. Right. Just like less than two weeks away. Speaking oh. of being less than two weeks away, I do want AJ to be our on the ground reporter about no man's sky vr on ps5 and what this actually shakes out like yeah it should be interesting to go check it out you're, you're on assignment aj <laughs> i do have no man's sky in the vr so it shouldn't be that hard to figure out um yeah i'll just turn it on and download it onto the ps5 or i do have the disc so well it won't it won't be digital so then i'll really know i guess how that'll work because it makes more sense when it's all in the digital file, but not if you're using a disc. <laughs> the last story that I want to touch on is from gamesindustry.biz. Uh, James Bachelor writes that Pokemon Go's 2020 revenues are estimated at $1 billion so far. <laughs> Put this one in there for you, Chris. Um, you know, weirdly, I, you know, it's been... I think the game's been out for like close to four years. Yeah. So 2016. Um, and I played it during that big summer that it kind of kicked things off, but then stepped away from it. Um, yeah. But I re-downloaded it on my new phone uh, just because I am looking for like excuses to use my fancy new phone. Um, but I have not figured out how to log into my old account still. <laughs> um, so I'm debating whether I pick it up or not, but they're adding um, the ability to use uh, the Pokemon home system and transfer pokemon from pokemon go into the real games i call it 
not to talk down on Pokemon Go players oh, cool. or anything, but um, that was almost incentive enough for me to want to get into it um, <laughs> again. Um, but I'm also afraid of ruining my phone's battery very quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sensor Tower estimates that they've already surpassed a billion dollars in player spending for the year. Um, with revenues for the first 10 months up 30% higher than the same time last year um, and 11% higher than the entirety of 2019, according to the company's blog post. That's insane. Yeah. And this is during a pandemic when, like, I know they made a bunch of changes to make it really friendly to, like, play from home without needing to be out and about in the world. But, like, this game is meant to be played outside, and it's, like, the year that no one's outside and they're making right, a million dollars. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I, dude, it's just strange. Like Fortnite's the on, not the only one out there killing it. I guess we just probably don't hear about Pokemon Go as much as what we do about Fortnite. But I just thought that was crazy that they're still making this much money. Roblox is out here getting unbelievable valuations and stuff too. And it's one of those things that like, really, apparently Roblox existed before Minecraft. Like it, oh, really? it predates Minecraft by a few years. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah there's a whole crazy. world of games that are just like not on my radar. I know. I just always find that fascinating for how like core gamers we are. And still, I don't know a single person that plays Pokemon Go or Fortnite on a regular basis. I, do. I know a couple that's all about Pokemon Go. Really? Yeah. That's. I don't, I don't know, know if they still are, but they were. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. It's just I, I like the diversity in games to the point where, you know, lots of people have different, no matter what your, uh, whatever your taste oh is. Yeah. yeah. Game every day for like minimum two hours on her cell phone. And I'm like, don't you want to play a different kind, like a different puzzle game? She's like, why? And I'm like, what do you mean? Why? And it's the gamer in yeah. me doesn't understand like she's like Dude. why would i need another diablo and i'm like what do you mean why would you <laughs> need another diablo <laughs> exactly my brother plays uh not clash royale but clash of clans you know okay yeah <laughs> and he's been that's he plays that shit he's been playing it for like over 10 years dude like oh my god fucking religiously every single day he plays that shit and i'm just like dude how i finally just gave up because like i said like whatever it's your life play whatever the fuck you want i don't care it's cool that it's out there but yeah i'm just like how do you play the same thing in and out every single day it's nuts but whatever speaking of things that are completely nuts i have a mostly normal question for you too oh god i forgot what i put on here <laughs> I, I love this one what are some songs that you know by heart oh dude happy birthday Barracuda by the band Heart. You know, that's only one word. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get us copyright struck. Um, I just think this is a great question. Um, I think Bohemian Rhapsody comes pretty close. Oh, yeah. Almost yeah. every song by Queen on the Queen's Greatest Hits CD that I listened to way too much in high school in my friend's white minivan. Oh, dude. <laughs> nice. Sublime songs that I definitely know by heart. Oh, I yeah. Could, I, sing, I could probably sing one of them uh, karaoke without without even having the lyrics in front of me. 
What about Don't Stop Believing by Journey? I feel like a lot oh, of people... Oh, I think a lot of people have that down I definitely down know path. the chorus yeah. or whatever. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I, think, I think I get disqualified. Um, like, I don't think I know every word on some of them. Anywhere. I had I'm on a boat by Lonely Island memorized when I was a freshman in college, and I would just like wrap it to myself to hype myself up on the way to tests. Like on exam day, I would just be like, I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Don't you ever forget. Um, and when, similar time frame, I had uh, the, oh man, two of my favorite rappers growing up, both are spurning me now. Um, but there was in 2009 or 2008, Kanye West remixed Lollipop by Lil Wayne. And both of those people are red hat wearing MAGA people now. <laughs> Lil Wayne just tweeted out his support for Trump last week. Um, what? Yeah, real talk. But anyways, I memorized Kanye's verse on that and would rap that to myself a lot too. Um, but that's wow, how good. things have changed in the last 12 years. Yeah, that's, that's, Absolutely. That's definitely, I guess money will do that to you. What is the song that every like twins game they play? Where they go, ba ba ba. Oh, Sweet Caroline. Oh. You mean every Badger game? Yeah. Uh, Neil Sweet. Diamond. By Neil uh, Diamond, yeah. <laughs> Neil Diamond is the true king of rock and roll, to quote Dude. my my friend from freshman year of college. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, there's a lot of those like sports stadium songs that I think I, I would do pretty well on. Brown Eyed Girl. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Oh. Uh, this question just lightened my heart all the way up. I hope you know. I was all of that anxiety from the start of the episode just dissipated. Sweet <laughs> Caroline will do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, except when you know oh, that man. the Badgers, all of the Badger quarterbacks have tested positive for COVID. So we don't sure. have. Uh, still better, though, without them. It's almost like they shouldn't be playing football during a pandemic, yeah, but what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do we know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and sorry, I feel like I uh, talked over you on some of those. Any other songs that pop into your guys' head? Oh, well, I don't I'm know. Sure. I think I got my Yeah. I, I love music, man. So I'm sure I'm, I have tons of like 311 songs and Jack Johnson songs and Pearl Jam songs that are just like ingrained into my brain over the past like 20 plus years of listening to it. So uh, I don't, I used, I probably used to be able to sing banana pancakes by Jack Johnson from memory. Oh yeah. I still like hum it to myself when I'm making pancakes. It's a good song. I've never made banana pancakes cause I'm not a huge banana fan. See, I like banana, just not in cooked stuff, man. Oh, I'm so, the exact opposite. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Raw banana. Uh, <laughs> the banana battles will have to continue next week. Yeah, exactly. Um, hopefully <laughs> either that or we'll talk about next gen stuff and record really late in the week so we can get your impressions of the PS5. But yeah, um, real quick though, Chris, before we sign off, um, I did put, uh, I know Jake wrote in last week about getting 120 FPS on your, system with the different HDMI things and whatnot. And uh, yeah. there's also a good article at Kotaku I found today about that also, about how to get 
your next gen games to run at 120 frames per second. So I just wanted to shout, I didn't read it in depth, but if you're wondering um, what you need, there's a good article by Ari Notice on at Kotaku. If you want to check that out, it'll probably be worth your time. People can come to your Twitter then. Oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll do that. Okay. (laughs) That sounds cool though. I want to get my shit to run fast. I know. Well, get ready to spend some money on a TV then, bruh. Gotta go fast. Uh, I'll sell a kidney. Anyhow, that does it for our show today. Thank you both so much for coming and podcasting with me this week. Um, And thanks everyone for listening. John, will you let everyone know where they can follow your exploits on the internet? Yeah, I'm at Johnny Samsonite on Twitter. If you want to follow me there, that's where I'll be. How about you, AJ? You can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E. Give me a follow. You can find me at VG Occasion, where I mostly tweet out that people should vote, get vaccinated, (laughs) and uh, please, please, please wear a mask. Um, If you want to contribute to the content, you can. You can send us an email, podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Follow the podcast account at Podcast. And you can sign up for the Mostly Normal Monthly Newsletter at mngamers.substack.com or at our website, mostlynormalgamers.com. Woo! Last but not least, please go to your favorite podcast application of choice. Give us a beautiful five-star review. I think we deserve it. We're a scrappy bunch here, but we're worth five (laughs) stars. It's not that much effort. We're a ragtag bunch of podcasters. That's right. And you're our gold leader. Okay. <laughs> We're out. Can I be red leader. Play some yeah. goddamn video games. See you on Game the other leader. side of the apocalypse. See you when next gen starts. Have a good weekend. I hope everyone's safe. Uh, <laughs> Raw banana.